Hello and welcome to another Mega Bros podcast. My name is Danny. And I'm Donnie. And Donnie, uh, we have been waiting for this moment for a long ass time. And we finally get to talk about the show we've been waiting for. Uh, and that is Obi-Wan. Fuck yes. Of all the Star Wars uh, shows, TVs, movies, anything like that, that I've been waiting for since Disney took over, the second I heard they were making an Obi-Wan series with Ewan McGregor, I, that's that's the one that I've been waiting for, hands down. The truth of the matter is that Ewan McGregor um, just embodies this role. Like he, he is exactly who I want Anakin, who I want Obi Wan to be. Oh my god, I almost said Anakin. Jeez, we'll That's get to Anakin in a second because I have a lot of thoughts about that too. But oh yeah, there's plenty there. Ewan McGregor just absolutely kills it. Like he's just the right amount of reserved, sarcastic, patient, cautious, but also just really fucking just like sharp as hell. Like. You know, what it, I mean, like, for God's sakes, when he shoots Grievous with the blaster, you know, blows him up on fire, he's just like, oh, so uncivilized. Like, that's just fucking great. And I mean, I... I'm sorry, go ahead. You know, I, I was just gonna say, like, I mean, it's just, that's what I want in my Star Wars. I want, like, I want fun, and I want badassery at the same time, and that's, like, like that's McGregor. That's his thing. That's what we do. Yeah, at this point, too, and granted, it's probably just because we've seen him for so long doing it, but I, I can't picture anyone else being Obi-Wan. Like, if they try to... You know, you know, I know, I know they did a reboot of, of Han Solo and, and had you know some other guy do it, and I thought he did fine. Um, I don't think you can do that for Obi Wan. I think it has to be you and McGregor and no one else. I can't imagine who it would be if it's not him. Like that's that's really the truth here. And like I know that you know some people are gonna be like, oh well, Sir Alec Guinness pale played it back in '76, and it's like, well, yeah, but then he went and spent the rest of his life shit, shitting on Star Wars, so it's kind of like you know. Do I, like, do I really look up to that? No. No, the guy, like, showed up, did a job, and then was like, yeah, fuck that, I didn't like it. So, yeah. but Ewan McGregor just, and first of all, he's been around, like, since, you know, since then doing a whole bunch of different movies and stuff. I mean, um, he shows up in a whole lot of things. I, what the hell, the last thing he showed up in that I, that uh, he just cracked me up in with was, uh, he showed up in the Harley Quinn movie. What the hell was it called? Birds of Prey, that's what it was. Like, Did you really? Yeah, and granted, like DC movies usually utter trash. Don't need to watch them because for some reason DC can't figure out how to make superheroes work. I I, I don't know how, but um, but he, Ewan McGregor was in it and he was fucking great. Like he just chewed it up, just hammed up the whole fucking movie. Like he he was the bad guy and he it's like he was loving every second of it. That's funny the picture. Him. I, I've never seen that movie, but I can't picture him as a bad guy because I just it's, think of him as Obi Wan. It's actually like one of the better DC superhero movies. Like he just, it, it's worth watching. Give it a, if you ever, if you ever just sitting there on a Saturday with two hours to kill, give it a shot. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. But uh, without further ado, uh, why don't we, you know, get into this? We got a, a blessing of two episodes being uh, dropped, so let's uh, start talking about some Obi Wan. I mean, all right. So let's first off, let's drop the spoiler warning. We are going to spoil everything that we talk about. We're not going to bother sugarcoating things because quite frankly as soon as we do we'll forget and we'll slip up so just expect that if you haven't seen the episodes yet we will ruin it yes yep you i i highly recommend that you stop and watch both both episodes if you're going to listen to this yeah go take the hour and a half and just enjoy some star wars then, and then come back and listen to us because the first thing i got to talk about is how the fuck did they keep princess leia under wraps this entire time because the fact that she's in this and like it, honestly, she reminds me of uh, who was who was the little girl that was killing it in Game of Thrones towards the end. Oh shit! I know you're talking about. Oh, it was Lyanna um, Mormont. That's who it was. Yeah, like yep. she was absolutely fucking killing it. 
because she and, and Leia. This was Leia. She was really just acting like young Leia, talking shit the entire time, even when she's been captured. Like, oh, you look old, Ben. That's not a Jedi name. <laughs> Maybe grandfather. Just fucking biting wit. I loved it. I I thought they did her perfectly, and I, I again I, I agree with you. Like, I can't believe that. I didn't know about that. Like, they never put her in any of the trailers. I get it. And it just feel like it, it didn't leak out. That was a really good surprise. Yeah, it was It was fantastic. And, I mean, it really... Because, you know, you, you kind of had to wonder, like, how are they going to get him off Tatooine? I kind of I kind of thought that we were going to get, you know, Obi-Wan who's trying to get to Tatooine. You know, like, when when you saw the trailers. But, no, he, he, he left. So, like, you got to figure out, like, what's... What's gonna actually get him off world? And this is the one thing that he'll actually do it for. Like he he spends the other parts of the movie just going out of his way to not help anybody. Yeah, and I thought it was um, when they first showed like the Leia stuff uh, and you know the Organa, Organa family and all that. I I didn't understand what that had to do with the story. Like my first initial thought was, I don't really care. Obi Wan's on Tatooine. Luke's there. Like what what are we doing? But then it started to make sense, like, you know, okay, wait a minute, Leia is just as important as Luke, if you, if you think about it in that, in that sense, so there's going to be something going on here. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's kind of one of the things that I think, it's one of the things that I do appreciate about Disney, and I know that there's a lot of Star Wars people who'd be like, oh, Disney sucks, and let's not even try to defend the sequels, because Rise of Skywalker is not defensible as a film. Um, Last Jedi was a swing, at least. It was, it, it was a miss, but it was a swing. Uh, and Force Awakens was just, let's just see how far we can get without actually having to, you know, come up with a new idea. So, that's that's all I'm saying about the sequels. But when it comes to this, like, Disney's actually going to sit here and be like, well, hold on, you've got the one girl in the entire galaxy in the first three movies, and we have no idea what the hell she was up to. So, where can we, where can we fit that in? Like, how can we explore that? How can we give her some backstory and give Princess Leia, you know, a you know, a real, like, make her an actual character instead of just, you know, like, a stand-in. Like, where does where is all this stuff coming from? So, I, I thought that that's a really good... Again, wasn't expecting it, and I thought... But I think it's a very believable, very, like, reasonable way to explore her arc and kind of see, like, what she was up to before on Alderaan and see, like, where she gets all this from. And yeah, she's, like... I mean, she's just as friggin' impetuous as her parents. Like... <laughs> <laughs> And, and so. that and that's what I loved about it so much. That it did kind of give, it gave Leia a little bit more context. Like I, I don't think the the character Leia in the movies was ever lacking anything. Like she was always a, a big important part of the movies, and obviously in in the plot itself being you know Luke's brother. So that didn't need to be explained, but just like her resolve and and her her stubbornness to you know um, like Padme is as. Obi-Wan did point out, uh, it, it comes through really good in it. Like I said, it kind of gives a little bit more context. Like, I could, I kind of felt myself wanting to watch the original trilogy again to get more Leia. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, you, you wouldn't be wrong to do so. And honestly, like, Leia's probably one of the better parts of the, of the sequels, too. Um, you know, you want to start picking good things out of a bad batch, like, there you go. But, um... Yeah, I, I thought that it was, I thought it was really cool. I mean, I was. It took me a second to try to figure out like who the hell let Flea onto the set, but um, <laughs> like that dude just pops up in the most random places. This time as a friggin' bounty hunter in Star Wars. So <laughs> I know he seems to be everywhere. I, I knew that was someone. I couldn't think about it until you said him. <laughs> I know. As soon as you see him, you're just like, "Fuck! I know that guy. Who is that? Like that with the weird fucking like one little gap in his teeth." Like, <laughs> but yeah, then I looked up like, "Oh, of course it's fucking Flea." 
so. that's kind of that's kind of been the 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 fun part i i guess you'd call it fun of the disney series especially the star wars ones is there's always like these random people casting these like pretty decently sized roles and you're like oh oh that's that guy <laughs> yeah there's a uh... Like when they when they friggin' threw uh, Jason Sudeikis into a friggin' stormtrooper suit, or da- Daniel Craig was a stormtrooper too, I think, wasn't he? Oh, was he? No shit. Yeah. So I didn't actually know that. <laughs> I know it's, it's it's just funny how they can like shoehorn people in, but then you know because you know what it is, is those people are like, oh, now I can go tell someone that I know that uh, I was in a Star Wars movie once, you know? Like that's. But, I mean, <laughs> I would brag about that forever. Uh, yeah, if if that were me, you would never not hear about it. You'd be like, oh, oh my god, I can recite all of Donnie's lines from memory because he doesn't shut up about it. I mean, I, I would never recite your lines. You would. You would. You'd be my biggest fan. Uh, no, no, you can. No, you'd be president of the Donnie fan club. Let's just, just admit it. No, I, I, you can you can really calm down. That's enough. Well, you know what? You can suck it. Yeah, well, so moving on to Tatooine. Fine. <laughs> um, so, you know, here we, here we go at the start of it, and, and they do do a good job, I think, of, well, right at the start, giving you that backstory, and I thought I they did a really good job of, like, cutting all the... Uh, the prequel scenes together pretty good and to if you hadn't seen any of the movies which I don't know how you haven't even in mean form right uh, <laughs> like you should have gotten them all <laughs> so so it does do a good job of kind of setting the scene and then you know just there's Obi-Wan just kind of being a kind of useless meat cutter <laughs> I mean I don't know how to describe him <laughs> yep uh, you know really butcher man of your talents <laughs> But, yeah, you know, just, you're just sitting there like, okay, this is what he does. And every once in a while, he, he puts a little little bit of steak in his, uh, in his shirt at the end of the day and watches other people get the shit kicked out of them for with no reaction. You know, and you're like, oh, okay, okay. So he, he's he's just giving up completely. He, he really looks like a beaten down man. And, like, yeah. you, you know, you compare him to what we saw in the prequels uh, and, and even, you know, in the original trilogy, who Obi-Wan became and... and helping train Luke and, and being kind of an important guy, like to see him not any of that at all and just being like this poor, sad, giving up on life man. It's just like not the only one you think of. Exactly. I mean, you know, he and really, you know, I'm just going to go back to this again. Ewan McGregor just kills it with this. Just doesn't need to say anything and manages to put all of that on his face. Like, I, I you know, I, I mean, again, he's just a phenomenal actor, but like he just really nails it down to it. It's... It's cool, and then, you know, it's kind of cool how, like, he, like, he's clearly, like, tried to, like, hold on to some of the stuff, obviously. He knows where to find his lightsaber, you know, he knows, you know, exactly, like, where everybody is, but then, like, he, he's also, like, so mistrustful of everybody at this point, because, I mean, shit, he's been betrayed by everybody he's ever known, right? So, because that's one of the things they point out in here, is that all the Inquisitors are basically, like, fallen Jedi, you know, and... You gotta, you gotta imagine he knows at least like one or two of those guys from back in the day. I mean, like the the Grand Inquisitor is supposed to be one of the uh, Temple Guards, I think, if I remember right. Like they were like the captain of the Temple Guard, I think it was before Order sixty six. So it's yeah, not it, like you know, like he was just some nobody. Right, and he, and even the third sister there. I don't know if they gave if they gave her a name uh, in the show or not. Third sister, she's they get they um, Reva. That's what they called her. Reva. So even her, like, she obviously has a vendetta against uh, Obi-Wan in particular. And, you know, I I'm, I know you've watched some of those animated series. I haven't, so I don't have all that backstory. But as someone who's just kind of learning these people now, I mean, there has to be more to that. Like, it can't just be that she has a hard-on for him. Like, <laughs> there has to be something else. <laughs> she's she's a new, a completely new character, actually. So that's, uh, 
we're gonna have to see because like i but you're right it kind of looks and i know like one of the big things floating around reddit right now is that she's uh she's one of the kids from that opening crawl in the in the jedi temple um and that you know and the thought being that you know somehow she blames obi-wan for all of this and she's gonna get her revenge and give into the dark side yada 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 um but yeah i have no idea i you know and she's like clearly like willing to just step over anyone and everyone to get exactly what she wants like she is not someone who's looking to compromise or follow orders which is very dark side of her yeah we'll 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 get to more as we start getting to the second episode which we'll we'll do here but um you know just she i i think more than some other sit that we've seen you know in the series so far movie and tv she really exemplifies that you know guided by anger and hate and really just no one's getting in her way she's she's not obeying orders she's not like you know some happy person in the military doing whatever their commander says no she's a sith who wants to kill a jedi and nothing is going to stop her from doing that right exactly and i think that this is one of the things that i actually really appreciate about um about kenobi so far as like it's giving us a chance to look at like the dark side and you know we've all seen the jedi and the prequels and everything and you know he, they all work together it's you know a great you know grand wonderful thing but you know the reason why the whole rule of two exists is because when you have more than two you know dark side like you force users like they cannot resist stabbing each other in the back and stepping on each other to get themselves you know further up you know whether it's to gain favor or to gain power or whatever else it is you know i mean she just literally stabs her co like right off the bat here you know you're not even talking about so while he's like sitting there calling her gutter trash so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean it's if if we ever got into a deeper dive of of, uh you know the sith and how they work and all that the rule two thing and just like everyone's ambition it's it's no wonder they don't win (laughs) i mean they just think there's just no way yeah yeah there's just zero teamwork whatsoever there it's you know it's like a basketball team with five shooters on it like it's just you know somebody has to pass the ball at some point right and none of them want to nope nope you know so so we have the inquisitors now in there and and they're you know hunting jedi on tatooine we have obi-wan there and um you know it, it one thing that i think is kind of weird and i guess we're gonna have to wait and see how this plays out but when leia did get kidnapped because you know that's what happens leia gets kidnapped by uh, a group of people uh and it turns out that they are working for reva and trying to lure obi-wan off planet um and it works obviously uh otherwise we wouldn't have a show (laughs) (laughs) right right for no other reason than that um but it 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 gives obi-wan kind of like a, a, you know, reason to live again, um, or or reason to be a Jedi again, rather. Yep. Um, but but something that seems weird to me on that is, how does Reva know that Leia is uh, Anakin's daughter? But that doesn't seem like anyone knows it in the future. That's that's kind of what I'm really curious on. Right. She uh, she points out that she saw it in the archives, and I don't know that she knows that it's Anakin's daughter. You know, but she definitely knows that like Kenobi is you know that like she knows that Leia's important to obi-wan somehow like i think she, all she saw was like the security hologram so it kind of seems like that's the direction they're going in where like she knows something but doesn't know the full extent of it and i don't think obi-wan wants that at all you know and it would be a huge retcon for vader to find out that 
you know, he has a daughter that, you know, before... Is it Empire Strikes Back or is it Return of the Jedi? Why am I blanking on this? I think it's not until Return of the Jedi. I think it's, yeah, I think it's Jedi. Yeah, that makes sense. But yeah, that would be a huge retcon. Yeah, and and maybe it's just the way she worded it because if I'm I'm trying to remember how they talked about it, but I thought she said to (laughs) Flea that, um, you know, that Obi-Wan had worked with her father. So maybe she didn't actually say it's Anakin's kid, but she knows, obviously, that Vader is Anakin. I don't think it's a secret. And that Obi-Wan worked with Leia's father. So maybe she hasn't put it together, but um, that that seemed really interesting to me. So I, I maybe have to maybe have to rewatch them already and figure out what she. I mean, we can always knows. rewatch it because I mean, shit, this was good. But yeah, um, yeah, no, she does she does point out that she knows that Vader is Anakin, which. You know, that was another thing kind of set off a lot of stuff offline. Online was, uh, you know, thought nobody knew that Anakin was Vader. You know, um, but like that's kind of where she's at. Like she knows that Anakin is Vader, and she's using that information to to taunt Obi Wan and draw him out. Um, so I, it's it's pretty clear. Like she knows more about what's going on than anyone else. And I kind of that's really another thing that I'm thinking here is like. That's that kind of leans me toward like she was one of the kids from the Jedi Temple that would have been, you know, pretty familiar with Anakin with Obi Wan, and you know everything going on around that. She would have had, you know, like she would have been in in proximity to like security recordings. You know, like like when Obi Wan goes into the archives and sees um, Anakin taking the mantle of Darth Vader from Sidious. You know, so there's a lot of a lot of things that need to be explained like it's all stuff where you, like you can connect the dots but if they're gonna fit fit together exactly that way I don't know just yet you know yeah and I, I think that's um I, I think that's a really good a really cool thing about this series so far because I don't know that I got that from Mandalorian or um, Book of Boba necessarily from the first episodes and, and strictly judging the first episode um I know, you know, Amando, you did... I think I think he got Baby Yoda's bed thing, right? He at least got that. But I don't think he knew it was a Baby Yoda. Yeah, we didn't find out it was Baby Yoda until at least the second episode. So there... And it also could just be where these shows took place in the timeline, but specifically for Obi-Wan, I felt like there... It, it put a lot of things out there that really make you think, whether it is Reva knowing about Leia being you know, someone that Obi-Wan knows, and is that widespread information? I mean, the the Grand Inquisitor thinks Obi-Wan's dead, and it seems like that's kind of what everyone is thinking, is you're wasting your time trying to find Obi-Wan, because he's dead. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and that's that's kind of what I want to see more of, is I want to see more of, like, the the inner workings of the Sith. I mean, especially, like, the whole Inquis- the what's the, what do they call it, the Inquisitorious, you know, like, that's that's just a thing that I personally haven't seen a whole lot of. Like, I mean, like they have the Inquisitors in in Rebels, um, but even there, even then, they're like kind of. Uh, I mean, like they're they're bastards, but you know, they after like the first season or so, they kind of turn into comic relief, really. Like, you know, they have like bad guys that like oh show up and cause trouble, and then you know they they spin copter away because those lightsabers spin fast enough to be helicopters too, apparently. <laughs> yeah, though that that seemed like an interesting thing and i'd like to have seen one in action a little bit more than we did but they the inquisitors don't feel like a joke in this at least and you know there's there's time to go but um they 
seem like badasses. They seem like they go in there and they just, you know, rattle cages trying to find their Jedi. Yeah, they seem very good at what they do. I mean, they 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 um they smoked out that with that one dude Nari like right away. Yeah. Yep. And they killed him. Yeah, and that and that was interesting too. Like I I know they didn't get every Jedi in Order sixty six, and obviously that's why the Inquisitors exist. But I. I know, I thought it was, like, a kind of a cool insight into, like, the Star Wars universe at this time, where, you know, you're ten years away from, you know, Order 66, and, you know, even Obi-Wan saying, like, oh, all the Jedi are dead, they're done, and it's, it's kind of cool to see that part of it, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's really, it's a part of the, the whole Star Wars timeline that, like, we really haven't seen explored in great detail, like, this is all... I mean, this is between Clone Wars and Rebels at this point, so... And then, you know, like, it's, it's before Rogue One, even, too, so... It... It's kind of cool, and, like, you see stuff, like, you know, like, uh... The Grand Inquisitor gives Reva shit about, uh... About, you know, kidnapping an Imperial Senator's daughter. So you're like, okay, so Bail Organa is just out here doing Imperial Senate stuff instead of Galactic Senate stuff. So, you know, like, clearly, like, he's still... He's still doing his thing. Uh, and so you kind of like wonder, like, how does that turn into the rebellion? Like, how does that turn into the rebel alliance? Like, I, I'm, I'm very, I'm very intrigued here. I'm, I'm, it's just, there's a lot going on, and I think it's cool. Yeah, because you, you get a figure in like the grand scheme of thing. Like, ten years isn't, it's a decent amount of time, obviously. But is the Empire evil yet, or are they just like, are they still kind of working off of those Jedi bad vibes when they're like, you know, rounding up the rest of them, and people are still all for it? So. Because it doesn't seem like Bail Organa in particular is saying anything bad about the Empire. He's just, he's a senator who hates being a senator. <laughs> yeah, he's a, I mean, yeah, and when you talk about, like, the Empire and what they're up to, like, you know, the other thing that they had was, uh, you know, when Obi-Wan shows up on Dayu, he, he runs into a soldier from the 501st, uh, one of the clone troopers with the accelerated aging and everything, uh, which is another thing that's cool to see because, like, that's, that was always, like, one of the gaps in like the Star Wars canon is like what happened to the clones and they explained it away in Rebels as oh yeah you know that once uh, once there was no use for them then the you know the Imperials just kind of like phased them out and replaced them with stormtroopers you know just harvested them from other planets and did that uh, so it was kind of cool to see like you know there there's still dudes like you know kind of like they're struggling clearly but you know they didn't forget about the fact that like there's clones that are still out there and um, I don't know I've I've heard I've heard some stuff that uh, you know some of the more important clones from the from Clone Wars might show up like Commander Rex and that would be pretty dope if it happens but like we'll just have to see. Yeah, I thought I thought it was a pretty cool thing because that not that it ever needed to be explained but there really was no. There was really no transition from, you know, the clone army to the stormtroopers. So to kind of see that, like, I think it was either right before that clone trooper was there or right after, like, the stormtroopers were rocking by. Like, that really felt like that kind of handoff, you know what I mean? Like, here's a, a clone trooper down in his luck and, yeah. you know, old as fuck, and here comes the stormtroopers. Like, you know, they're they're the new hotness. Yeah, the only, the only thing that we've really seen with that is uh, the Bad Batch series, which is, like, the... So Bad, Bad Batch is just about, like, a group of clones that were, you know, quote-unquote defective because they're not all the same, so they have actual talents and shit. Um, but, yeah, they like, they... That's, like, they kind of started to show that they were replacing the clones with, with Stormtroopers, but, uh, again, like, it's just... It, it, it just 
clicks better in live action. You know, like the animated stuff is cool. Like there's a lot of stuff they can do there, obviously that, you know, they don't have to worry about getting actual actors to do. So that works. But you know, at the same time, it's just so much better to have live action Star Wars again. Yeah, I, I, I really love it. I mean, that I still want to get into the animated series, but that unfortunately, like for me, I just can't get past that at the moment that it is animated. That, that really hurts it for me. Yeah, it's one of those things where what I ended up doing was like I would have it on while I was doing something else, and then just like every once in a while, like you know, I like, could look over and be like, oh wait, hold on, there's some good shit, and then like an hour later, I'm like, oh wait, I was watching that the whole time. So <laughs> yeah, maybe that, maybe that's what I gotta try because I was watching like pretty intently and really getting into it, and maybe I should just like have it on as background noise. <laughs> yeah, especially like Clone Wars takes a little bit to get going. Like it's really like I, I, it's like a. It's like a um, like a Michael Schur show in that like it, <laughs> the first season you just really can just disregard almost. So, but yeah, it's uh, I mean, you you talk about like the the way that they've integrated all this stuff. I mean, I I'm I'm just I'm thrilled with the first two episodes of Kenobi so far. Like I I realize that there are some people who have like problems with like various little little bits and pieces. Like there's people online complaining that the Grand Inquisitor isn't tall enough. Um, I don't care. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's that... people online complaining that, you know, Reva is cringe or annoying. And uh, guess what? I don't care about that either. Because the honest truth is that, like, okay, like, yeah, she's an asshole. But that's the whole point. Like, right. the entire Sith code is be an asshole. And then when everybody's expecting you to stop being an asshole, be more of an asshole. It's like, I get that you don't like her, but also, you know, like... I'm having trouble seeing any legitimate criticism directed at her. Like, she's doing exactly what she's supposed to do in that role. She's hamming it up. She's chewing up, chewing up scenery as as a, an evil villain doing evil stuff. Like, it's Star Wars. You're not going to get like you know Oscar level nuance in this stuff because it, it's not made for that. Plus, like, that's the point. If you yeah. hate her, then she's doing her job because she is a Sith who wants to only kill Obi Wan. So, like, what what do you want? Right, like you, we've already established that Obi Wan is like literally the most important thing in Star Wars, and she wants to kill him, so we shouldn't like her in the first place. Like, I don't know, but I, I swear to God, the number of people on the internet who can figure out that there's a difference between an actor and a character is dwindling. Like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's lost on a lot of people these days. So I, I agree with you. In general, the, I thought the first two episodes were fantastic, and they leave two two pretty sizable cliffhangers for me. And, and you know, these are the two things that I'm looking forward to going forward. Uh, I'm gonna say the best one for last. But so I'm gonna butcher the crap out of this guy's name. So forgive me. Uh, Camille Nan- Nanjiani's character there. Camille Nanjiani. Yeah, you were just thank, there. thank you. Close. Uh, so, you know, him, like, acting as, like, some gutter rat, fake Jedi, you know, for those who have seen it. Uh, it was fucking you know, hilarious. <laughs> I, I thought he was awesome. I thought, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, this is going to be Obi-Wan's sidekick in the series. This is going to be great. And he, maybe he still is, but um, my, my question to you is, do you trust him? Do you think that he is actually leading Obi-Wan to safety? God, no, not for a minute. Like, just, no. just not even a little bit. <laughs> no, and that's how I feel, too. And, uh, you know, that that's... The cliffhanger for me at the end of episode two is that is you know they're on this cargo ship you know it's it's little kid leia and and obi-wan and you know do you trust the guy who just sent you there do you think there's someone on the other end who's going to help them or is it a setup 
The only thing I can think of that might make sense is if, like, it turns out to be some sort of pivot where, like, Kumail Nanjiani's character, like, uh, what's his name? Um, oh, shoot. Was it Haja? Is it Haja? Uh, now I see. Now we gotta go look. This is why I had IMDb up right here, but they're not listing his fucking character's name. I'm pretty no, sure it was Aja. Anyway, yeah, so I, I think like there's two outcomes for this, really. And you know, I, I could obviously be wrong because you know I'm a big fat guy. But yep, you are. I did. Hey, you know what? That wasn't necessary. I said I it. you don't have to agree with me. My credit is fine. I don't need a cosigner. <laughs> fine, be that way. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, I think there's two outcomes with him. Either A, he's a criminal who's just leading Obi-Wan right into a trap. Um, I've heard some stuff that people think that Darth Maul might make a comeback here because Maul versus Kenobi is one of the best parts of Clone Wars, honestly. Um, mm. When they when you find out that he's not really dead. So that'd be cool, but I don't think that's going to be it. Um, I think it's probably more likely that he's like kind of like more of like a Han Solo type like a smuggler you know con man thief type of dude who is eventually going to do the right thing but he's going to try to get all the credits he can out of it you know and maybe like eventually he'll develop he'll deliver you know Obi-Wan and or Leia to what's turning into the Rebel Alliance but I think first there's going to be some some trouble Uh, maybe with like some pirates like maybe like, if you watch Clone Wars and Rebels, there's one pirate who shows up who's fucking hilarious. I mean, first of all, he's voiced by the same guy who does the voice for, for Winnie the Pooh. So, let me just oh, start off with that. Win. Yeah. Hondo Onaka, who is one of my favorite characters from, you know, Clone Wars and from Rebels. Like, just, just like one of those guys, who, like, he shows up, he's always a complete dick, but it's hilarious. You know, like, he's just, he's an engaging character. You know, he's a hell of a character. And I, I feel like that's kind of what they're setting up, setting up for, is for... Obi-Wan and Hondo to run into each other again. So, uh, you know, so, okay, I guess there's three outcomes. You know, he, he might be sent to, to Hondo, he might be sent to the Rebel Alliance, he might just be leading them right into a trap with, you know, maybe Darth Maul, or maybe someone we haven't heard of or seen so far. You know, I mean, maybe we're just going to see some big old crossover and he sends him over to meet with Doctor Strange. Oh, I would like that. I th- I could dig it. Yeah, I would I would be pissed, but then I'd say, okay, let, let's, let's see where this is going before I judge. Yeah, there there would be worse outcomes. Yep. And, and then obviously the the biggest cliffhanger, and probably the reason they want to put two episodes out, is we see uh, Darth Vader right before the game oh. the show ends. And in the fucking in his back little cult tank. Yep. yep. Just chilling oh. and breathing. Yep. And and again for we we mentioned it briefly before, but uh, Obi Wan also finds out that not only is Anakin still alive, but he is now Darth Vader. And, and that was a big shock to him. So his, his life just got turned upside down. The, his whole life got flipped, turned upside down. It just just insane. And he he captures it so well, too. Like I said, I mean, I, I, I obviously have a total man crush on Ewan McGregor here. But he really just nails down the whole thing. Like, he is completely shell-shocked. He's sitting there thinking, like, I left this dude with no limbs on fire in the middle of a fucking river of lava. And he ain't dead. So he yeah, must be and, real mad. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's you know, the the one thing that we were missing in the first two episodes and the one thing I hope we get is lightsaber fights. And obviously, I I just, I need Anakin versus Obi-Wan. Need it. Yeah, I there was, I, see, like, the, and again, this is where, like, the internet gets stupid because there's some people who are like, oh, well, it wouldn't really make sense to have Anakin and Obi-Wan fight because they acted like they had never seen each other in Star Wars. Like, 
No, shut up. The best part of Star Wars is the lightsaber fights. If you give me Anakin and Obi-Wan one more time, I swear to God, I will lose it. That's like, such a stupid argument, too. Yeah. I, I, like, what is, the, what is the argument there? Like, like if you just want to shoot people with laser guns, then go watch Star Trek. Plus, like, un- unless... <laughs> un- unless in the movie... Vader literally said to Anakin, this is the first time I've seen you since Order 66, like something really dumb, then you can't just assume that. Who cares? Unassume it. Just, they've seen each other at some point. The one thing I am truly hoping for, and I do believe we'll get, is no matter what, I think that that Hayden Christensen will have better dialogue this time. <laughs> I hope I hope for his sake he does. <laughs> if they can't, If they can't do something better than what they did with him in the prequels, then my god, I mean, like... I got my kid to watch through the prequels the other day, and like we finished up with that the other day, and like it was tough to keep her, even her invested. She she just turned six, like, <laughs> and even she was yeah. just like, "What is going on in this movie?" <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> you really kind of have to skip a lot of the dialogue in your head, and it just it, it's it's all memes for a reason. Yeah, I mean and that's the thing. She's like, "Daddy, do people even talk like that?" And it's like, "I no, no, people don't talk like that, but Jedi do." <laughs> in, in, in a galaxy far, far away, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a long time ago. Yeah, so I, I, I mean, I, I think it's pretty clearly obvious. We're both pretty excited for the show, and you know, I, I watched it and I thought about it and I thought, you know, is it living up to the hype or am I overhyping it? And no, it's it's fucking awesome. No, I, I like I, honestly like ten out of ten so far. Like, there's nothing I dislike about it. Like, I mean, do I wish every episode was three hours? Yeah, probably. But you know, I, I guess I'll settle for forty-five minutes. Forty-five <laughs> solid minutes too. Like, there was not a lot of downtime. No, it it was it was pretty much from the word go. Like, it, it, maybe not like super actiony, but like really intriguing every moment of it. Yeah, and I, I think that's one of the things with Star Wars that just you know. I don't think there's another franchise that really does this. Like, Marvel kind of comes close, but really, like, all of their movies end up being very similar. Like, Star Wars really do have their own flavor, movie-wise and and TV-wise. Except Book of Boba Fett, because that was really just Mandalorian two and a half. (laughs) Yeah, that's all it really was. We got more Baby Yoda, it's fine. But I think that's, like, one of the things that kind of... Like, Star Wars can be set apart from the MCU, because, you know, in the MCU, you... Every, you know, show and movie has one big main character, obviously. Like, Captain America is Captain America. It's not some, like, you know, it's not some dude. But I think Star Wars has a chance to kind of branch off and be kind of different thing. Even even with Obi-Wan, who is probably as close to, like, Captain America as you can get for, for Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, it gives you a chance to kind of explore a lot of other things. So many other planets, so many other characters, like... It's a huge, massive timeline, in inside and outside of the Skywalker lives. Like, there's more to it. Yeah, and I mean, like, I guess, like, this is where you know, and, and I, I like to pick on the people on the internet because they say dumb things, and it makes it easy to pick on them for it. But sure do. You know, and people like to be like, "Oh, well, we've seen enough of the Skywalker saga. Uh, maybe you have. I haven't. I am all over this. Like, more Obi Wan? Yes. More lightsabers? Yes. More fucking Sith." patrolling the galaxy, killing people just because they can? Yes. Like, I want to know what happened to every single Jedi that escaped Order 66. You know, I mean, like, I'm sure somebody's got a list out there in front of in front of them somewhere, but... I'm sure they do. Like, that's... I don't know. For me, that's always what's, what sets Star Wars apart. Like, and and yeah, I, I like The Mandalorian. Like, it's, it's a good... It's a good show. It's a good series, but 
guess what? It got better when they introduced the Darksaber. <laughs> it yeah, got better when Ahsoka showed up. Like, yeah, there's no question about it. Yeah, it just... Star Wars is better with lightsabers. So when we have Kenobi, and when Kenobi starts tearing fools up, like, I I, I will just... I will need new pants. Yeah, and, and, and I completely agree. That's what I'm looking forward to the most. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Now, are we getting this on Wednesdays or Fridays from now on? So the next one's Wednesday, so I think it seems like it's going to be Wednesday nights. Cool, cool. Yeah, so or, or Wednesday, yeah, Wednesday. So yeah, when when on Wednesdays we'll be <laughs> on Wednesdays we do podcasts. Yeah, yep. So for uh, you know for those listening, we're going to change things up a little bit while Obi Wan's going on. Uh, we are going to try to watch it the day of, record, and get uh, our episode out that night. So you know, definitely pay attention. That's right. Tune in for the Mega Bros Kenobi cast. Because honestly, who else's opinion matters? I mean, seriously, like we're, we we have the best opinions, All right? And I I think for that, I'm Danny, and I'm Donnie, and this has been a Mega Bros Obi Wan Kenobi podcast. <laughs>